Hey, I'm Sassanax. It's Chelsea back for another episode of the Sassanax Files. This week, we are discussing all of the deleted, extended, and special edition scenes for season two. But before we get to that, I want to take a moment to remind you that you can find the Sassanax Files on all sorts of listening platforms, including iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, if you have not had a chance yet, make sure you head over to follow the Sass Snack Files on both Facebook and Instagram to make sure you are up to date on all of the latest and greatest news concerning Outlander, Season 7 and 8, as well as Men in Kilts, Blood of My Blood, and anything Diana Gabaldon cooks up. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into Season 2, Deleted and Extra Scenes. Well, hello, Obsessed Snacks. It has been a hot minute since I have recorded an Outlander podcast, and it feels so good to be back. As I was turning things over on how I was going to approach Droughtlander now that I'm all caught up on episode material, I was thinking it would be fun to break down some of the creative choices between the deleted and extended scenes for all the episodes we have for us on Blu-ray and DVD. So I did this once before with the season one material. A lot of you really liked it. I got some good feedback on it. And I thought, why not continue with season two onward? So today we're going to be discussing all of the deleted and extended scenes for season two, with the exception of Faith, because the powers that be ended up releasing an extended edition of the episode Faith with all of the extended and deleted scenes included with that extended version. So next week, I will be discussing that episode in its entirety, the choices that were made in leaving out some of the scenes in the cut that ran on TV as well as whether I thought that they were good or bad decisions on the part of the director and the producers for that episode. So I'll be doing that with all of these extra scenes today. And I'm just really excited because this is a piece of the puzzle that we don't often talk about when we're breaking down episodes and looking at the anatomy of how everything goes together. But a lot of times there are some really amazing scenes, some great acting moments that get cut just simply for time. And then other times things look really good on the page that don't necessarily work when the actors speak the words or just in general don't fit with the vibe of the episode. The first episode of season two was Through a Glass Darkly, and it had two scenes that were adjusted. One was an extended scene, which was called To His Majesty Over the Water. This scene was really interesting, I felt like. It has bits and pieces of it kind of snipped out or cut down for time. The basis of the scene is still there, though. What this scene is, is when Claire and Jamie go to see his cousin Jared in La Havre. What happens is Jamie is trying to prove to Jared, who's a prominent Jacobite, he really means business when he says he wants to be a Jacobite. He wants to get to know the Jacobite leaders. It's the scene where Jamie shows Jared his scars on his back. I love this scene for a multitude of reasons, but when we're talking about what they cut out, we're looking at two key pieces. We're looking at a bunch of fluff about 
who can be considered a Jacobite, et cetera, et cetera, which I agreed with cutting out. There was also an interesting piece of historical information where we get the toast to his majesty over the water. That's the title of this scene. And it is this particular toast where they take their glasses and they raise them over this bowl of water. And it was a historically accurate symbolic toast to King James that was the king before he was taken off the throne, the whole purpose behind the Jacobite rising. I really thought that that was interesting, but what I felt was of more note creatively was that Ron Moore says in his little intro to this scene that at one point they had planned on doing a really close-up shot of them doing this toast, and that was going to be the title card for this episode. I really think that we missed something by not having this as the title card because I love little Easter eggs like that. And I just felt like it was such a cool piece of history that they weren't able to keep in the show. So I thought it would have been a perfect title card. So that was a choice I didn't necessarily agree with. Another part of this scene that was cut for time was Jared's explanation of what Jamie and Claire would be required to do while they were having the run of his house in Paris, meaning they would have to host a lot of parties, they would have to attend even more parties, and that every aspect of their social life would be up for debate within social circles, including their fashion choices, how they wore their hair, their jewelry, their clothing. It was all things that would be talked about, so they had to make sure to get it right, which I feel like that background information would have been really good to know going into season two, episode two, not in Scotland anymore, when we talk about this grand reveal of Jamie and Claire in all of these fantastic clothes with these rich fabrics and such delicate embroidery. You know, these are fantastic clothes. And that explanation from Jared goes a long way towards explaining why we see this abrupt change between the Jamie and Claire of 201 versus the Jamie and Claire of 202. The second scene from the first episode of season two that was completely deleted was just a little blip of a scene. It was young Roger playing with his plane. And it takes place between the conversation with Frank and the Reverend, where the Reverend is talking about God's eternal plan to put a child without a father and a father without a child together in Claire's pregnancy when she returns. Frank isn't really sure what to think after that. But then he kind of walks off into the office and he sees Roger playing with his plane. And that gets him to thinking about how Roger was also a child without a father and how the Reverend was a man without a child. That was an opportunity for them to find each other in the tragedy that was Roger losing his parents. It gets Frank to thinking. And I really felt that we miss something again here. And I understand why they cut it because it was just a little brief snippet and it doesn't change the integrity of the episode by cutting it out. But I also felt like it was really great to make that connection that even before Brianna was born, Roger was having some sort of impact on the life that she lived before they met. So moving on to season two, episode two's deleted and extended scenes. The first scene that we get is a scene called Give Me Your Hand. This scene is an extended version of Jamie's nightmare at the beginning of this episode where he's making love to Claire and then all of a sudden Claire changes into Blackjack. 
It kind of shows the turmoil that Jamie's going through internally. And I understand why they decided to cut it. I think Ron Moore had good logic in thinking that there just wasn't any hook. There wasn't any divide between what was real and what was dream. There wasn't that moment where the watcher is like, oh my God, you know, it wasn't like they were in it all along. It wasn't ever like they had this abrupt realization. The scene just kind of seemed to flow in a bad way. I liked the creative writing behind this because it really does show Jamie's subconscious belief that Claire can work miracles because she takes his damaged hand, plunges it in a bowl of water, massages it, and then whenever he pulls his hand back out of the water, it's completely healed. And then that translates into them making love in the bed and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Black Jack comes into their lives once again, destroying everything. And it's a great mirror for how this episode starts versus how this episode ends. Everything seems to be going okay. And then at the very end of this episode, Claire's like, oh shit, Black Jack Randall is alive. The second extended scene from 202 is a scene called A Friendly Warning. What this scene is, is it's the meeting of Master Raymond and Claire. There's a lot of book dialogue that's included with this scene that was cut for time and also because it just didn't flow very well. Ron Moore said that it bogged things down. And I tend to agree with that because there are a lot of jokes that just didn't land in the scene the way that they did in the books. And to be honest, this was one particular scene that in the books I felt like the joke was a little bit off color comparing Master Raymond to a frog and Claire literally asking him if he's been kissed by a princess lately. I just like felt like maybe that was a little insensitive, which I guess it's true to her character and all of that, but it wasn't one of Claire's best moments, in my opinion. So they cut that. There was a, a lot of conversation going on that was just hard to follow in that way that Diana Gabaldonian scenes sometimes are for me personally. And so I felt like that kind of confusion and that hard to follow dialogue rolled over into the scene. And so I agree with them paring this down. It flows way better in the version that they have for us in the final cut, in my opinion. I feel like the integrity of the scene is there. All the information that you need to know is also there. For 203 Useful Occupations and Deceptions, there was only one extended scene. It was called Choose One for Yourself. So this particular scene, the conversation between DuVernay, Prince Charles, and Jamie are all taking place. And in the cut that they decided to go with, it panned to a different scene of Jamie walking out of the brothel right after they cheers. In the extended scene version, it continues on and there's quite a bit of conversation between Charles, DuVernay, and Jamie about what prostitutes they're going to choose for the evening, etc. I feel like the nature of Prince Charles, so to speak, is fairly on display for the rest of the season. So I didn't really feel like it was necessary to have that material in the show. Once again, I do agree with the showrunner's choice on this, but it wasn't one of those scenes where I was like, 
Oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm glad they cut that. I think it would have added value and it would have felt natural in its regular setting if they weren't short on time or whatever. I don't feel like it would have interrupted the flow of the episode at all. I don't feel like it drug on for eternity. But again, I can see why they cut it. The next episode is 204 La Dame Blanche, and it has two deleted slash extended scenes in it. The first one is called Charles Likes What He Likes. And the second one is called Medicine Is Your Calling. These were actually two scenes that I was really sad to see cut. 204 was not one of my favorite episodes of the season. And I felt like it was slow by nature anyway. So to have two really good character moments cut from the episode just made me so sad. It is what it is. And there's no sense crying over spilt milk. But this first scene, Charles Likes What He Likes, was a great moment between Jamie and Claire. It gives them a moment to like have a domestic moment, sort of. But they're also talking about Jamie spending time with a prostitute that talks a lot so that he doesn't actually have to partake. I feel like having gotten so far into season seven now, we don't have as many Jamie and Claire moments. And that's what I like so much about these earlier seasons. Not to say that these later seasons don't have a lot of amazing moments in them because they definitely do. And I understand that the story had to go there as it naturally progresses in life. People make connections and have family and the story grows and blooms. But that doesn't mean that in season two, I can't be sad that a couple of really good character moments got cut. And also Roman Baru had that perfect, sweet, innocent little, what? I don't understand why Jamie couldn't be talking to me about prostitutes. You know, it's just so cute. It was a wonderful moment and it naturally flowed, much like the second scene, Medicine is Your Calling. It was a great little moment between Claire and Mother Hildegard, where we're talking about Claire's professional development. And Mother Hildegard is really the first person that she's met that has been super supportive of Claire's decision and lifestyle choice to be a healer. And the fact that she's willing to go out on a limb for Claire and make recommendations for her, um, it just kind of sucks in a way that Claire's pregnant and has to turn her down at the time. Leaving that scene on a note of Mother Hildegard basically saying, well, we'll see. Life has a way of, you know, rearranging itself sometimes. And you never know, like the offers open if you change your mind type deal. It was a great character building moment, a relationship building moment. We got to kind of see that bond forming between Claire and Mother Hildegard for all the stuff that they go through, all the scenes they have together later on in the season with everything surrounding Faith and Claire's miscarriage and all of that. So some really great moments that I was sad to see go in these two scenes. So this episode has one deleted scene and one extended scene. The deleted scene is between Fergus and Claire. It's called I'm Needed Here. And I do kind of miss this. Ron Moore said that he cut it because he felt like the beginning of the episode was moving at a glacial pace. And I don't really agree with that. I don't think that this episode was moving slowly. I feel like it had a good clip all the way through. And I don't feel like this scene between Fergus and Claire would have really changed that at all. I think it was a great moment to develop 
Fergus's character, honestly. It's where we learn that he was born in the brothel and he's lived there his entire life. He doesn't know which of the prostitutes is his mother, but, you know, he had it pretty good. He was comfortable there. I liked that it showed the development of the bond between Fergus and Claire so that, again, later on in Faith, when we see him brushing her hair and taking care of her, we see that that really started here in this episode. I really do miss this scene. I think it was a great moment for both characters. I'm sad that they cut it. Also, the extended scene, which is called A Kind and Loving Mother. I cry every time I think about the fact that this was cut from the episode because it is such a good scene. And it's not that the whole scene was cut from the episode because good chunks of the scene are still in the episode. It's the scene where Jamie and Claire are talking about their expectations of parenthood and Claire is expressing her doubts over whether that she would be a good mother or not. And Jamie's kind of assuaging some of those fears. Earlier in this particular episode, I was talking about how sometimes I don't mind when extended scenes are actually cut down smaller because the integrity of the scene is maintained in the final locked cut. Here in this scene, A Kind and Loving Mother, I don't necessarily know that the integrity of the scene was kept I feel like whenever we're talking about Jamie comforting Claire and assuring her that she will be a good mother, all of that is there, but we also get a little bit of his expectations of being a father, and he's just really good at comforting her, talking her down, and also there's a bit in there where he gives her the apostle spoons and then he also says, oh, and Jenny sent you this, and it's a bottle of whiskey, and he says, she says, you'll ken what she means. I am so sad that that did not get kept in the episode. That was a great moment between Jenny and Claire in season one where Claire says, if you're drunk, then the baby will likely come out drunk too. And she said, well, then he'll enter the world a true Scott. Uh, And that's what that moment is referring to. So I'm really sad that it got cut. This whole scene in general just really makes my heart swell. It's such a fantastic moment between Jamie and Claire. The moment where Jamie's saying that he wants 12 children, one for each spoon. And Claire looks at him and says, my God, I do love you. It's so wonderful. So touching. The next episode best laid schemes only had one deleted scene and honestly i have never agreed with a deleted scene more in my life it's called like cheese for the rats and it covers the whole section of jamie and fergus going to the comps warehouse and filling the wine with all kinds of herbal concoctions and dusting their coats with another herbal concoction to simulate smallpox and it is literally as boring as it sounds It's a long, drawn-out scene that's basically Fergus doing all the things that they say he's supposed to do, and it takes so freaking long. This was the obvious contender to cut if it was running long on time because none of it was needed. The only minorly cool part of it was that it's the start of the whistle signal that Jamie and Fergus continue to have on into season three whenever we're talking about the episode Surrender in season two where they whistle at each other to kind of signal whether Fergus can come into the cave or not. That was the only through line moment for 
that entire scene. The rest of it was just Jamie pacing back and forth nervously and Fergus doing all kinds of boring things. And the dialogue wasn't even that good. So completely understandable why they cut it, in my opinion. So y'all know I'm not a fan of the episode The Fox's Lair. It's probably my least favorite episode of season two. It just does not flow well in general. There were a lot of creative choices about this episode that make me cringe. There was only one extended scene in this episode, which generally speaking tells me that this episode had a, a fairly short script. And I just don't understand how we don't have a better story out of this. But nevertheless, that's beside the point. There's only one extended scene in this episode, and it's called Are We Foolish? The premise of it is basically Jamie and Claire discussing whether it's a good idea to try to change the future, whether it's a good idea to intervene into the rebellion, to put themselves in Prince Charlie's pocket, especially given everything that happened in Paris. I can understand the argument 100%. Jamie is very leery of what's happening and what they're deciding to do given the clusterfuck that was Paris and the double agency there. I liked some of the dialogue in this scene leading up to it. The extended portion of this scene comes from the beginning where Jamie walks into the bedroom up until what we see in the final cut, which is Jamie confessing to Claire that his father was the bastard of Lord Lovett and Lord Lovett's kitchen maid. And then from there, that scene is all the same that we get in the locked cut. I don't know. I just felt like of all the things that could have been cut from this episode, this scene was probably not one that should have been cut, if that makes sense. I felt like it was some of the most interesting content of the entire episode, Jamie and Claire having the discussion about whether it's a good decision to interfere, what the potential repercussions are if they interfere, and they actually reformulated all of this information that's in what they cut of this scene into the outside scene where Claire and Jamie are discussing it. That famous scene with Jamie with his foot propped up on the log, thinking about whether he wants to fight and why he wants to fight. Given that they refilmed it with that exterior shot, I understand why they cut it, but also I liked the general flow of this scene as it was originally written. The thing that bugs the shit out of me about this scene, and I'm like, if you had to cut things because you were pressed for time, you should have cut this. I feel like they should have kept everything through Claire saying, Jamie, you know your father's parentage makes no difference to me. And he says, well, it should. And she says it doesn't. And they kiss. It's all very beautiful lighting and everything, but it should have cut then. Instead, they continue to let the scene play out until Jamie like picks Claire up and walks her over to the bed and lays her on the bed and then there's this really weird dramatic shot of him like standing up in silhouette. I don't know. It's very odd that that transition has always stood out to me as something that I do not like 100% about that episode. So of all the things that could have been cut from that scene, I would have cut the 30 seconds of them standing awkwardly in front of the fire kissing and then him picking her up and carrying her to the bed. That felt very clunky to me. It was an odd choice for sure. I was thinking whenever I saw that this was the scene that was extended, I was like, oh, maybe there's more to that scene. Maybe that's why that feels so weird. Nope. Turns out it was originally written like that, so I don't know. 
The episode Je Suis Prey has two different scenes in it. The first one is give them something to fight for. The sole reason that this scene was cut from this episode is because it had Simon Fraser in it and they felt like it was more of a tack on to the last episode than it was a scene to begin this episode with, which I kind of understand. But also watching this scene, it was a really good scene, not only for character building. It shows you who Jamie is, his experience as a soldier going into this whole episode where he's training other soldiers. He's talking about, give these men some land and they'll fight like the devil for it. Expect their obedience, but give them your respect and they'll fight for you. Just these really good ideas of leadership and how you gain men's trust and loyalty, that really is important setting the stage for this episode and everything that's covered within it. And then there's this great line at the end where Claire's like, do you think that he can do it? And Jamie says, the better question, Sassnack, is can I? I felt like it was a great starter. I understand why the writer put this in the episode because honestly, it really does set the scene very well for the whole story of this episode, which is teaching these Cotters who have never fought a day in their life are supposed to be trained and join Prince Charlie's army for the rest of the rebellion. It's just a really informative thing because we're also seeing the rate of desertion and why men deserted. This is a very prominent pattern pattern with a lot of the wars, especially in Europe, because you've got men in power, lairds and kings and such that are fighting for land, fighting for the power of being on the throne. And those are grand scheme of things ideas that men fighting for a way to survive, for a way to put food on the table, that really doesn't matter to them. And so especially when they have nothing to gain and everything to lose, desertion was rife. So I felt like we sort of needed that. We needed to understand why men were deserting. And so I don't know that I necessarily agree with this scene being cut. The second scene is called Spear Them With Your Dirk, which it just brings back memories and makes me miss Rupert and Angus and Myrta. You know, I do miss them. And I know that I'm not alone. Like a lot of people miss them. But watching these scenes just makes me stifle a little bit. So this wasn't just one scene. It was actually two different scenes that they combined into one deleted scene, which is really odd. I've never seen that before. You would think that they would show up as two deleted scenes, but whatever. Anyway, so the first part of this scene is a blip of a scene between Jamie and Claire. It's Jamie asking, he's like, you're sure that the Scots win a couple of battles, right? And Claire's like, well, yeah, but... You have to remember the history that I learned about was written by British historians, so they tended to just kind of gloss over all of the Scottish victories of the 45. And Jamie makes a good point. He said, well, I suppose that's spoils of war for you, like something to the effect of, you know, the victor can decide which stories to tell and which not to tell, which is a very intriguing thought if you let yourself think about it. All the things in history that we learned about simply because we were the winners. The winners tell the story. And so I do like digging into kind of some of the lesser known angles, which I believe things like Outlander do with the 45 and with certain sections of the American Revolution and whatnot. It's just kind of like a little subtext, a little byplay on what the series does for history. The second part of this scene is 
a deleted portion of it when Rupert and Angus and Myrta and Jamie are all talking about the best way to remove lice from your person. Part of the Je Suis Prey episode that a lot of people liked, I didn't necessarily care for because I felt like it was one of those things that they rushed into and then kind of redid in season six with Claire's PTSD after what happened to her at the end of season five. Because they covered it here in season two, it made it less impactful, I felt like, later on in the series, but that's beside the point. Claire's very antsy and and not finding a lot funny about this situation with the lice, and here the guys are trying to make light of it and kind of guys being guys, if you will. You know, I do. I miss that rapport. I feel like we don't often get it in later seasons. It just doesn't hit the same way as that initial casting did with the initial crew of Highlanders. Despite having series regulars that are the comedic relief, it just isn't the same. And so I do miss that so much. But I agree with the choice to cut the lice scene from this episode. However, the scene with Jamie and Claire discussing what Claire learned of history and why she learned the things that she learned and in the way that she did was really intriguing to me. And All told, the whole scene was probably like less than 30 seconds. So I don't feel like we really lost too much in keeping that scene, if that makes sense. If they cut it for time or whatever, like it didn't take up that much time. I feel like they could have found that time in other ways throughout this episode. One thing that I really liked about it, though, was that they're like, okay, well, let's go to bed. Night. Love you. Da, 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 da. And they both kind of get on the bed and they both close their eyes. And then it separately shows Claire, you know, rolling over and opening her eyes like she can't sleep because she's got her PTSD that's keeping her up. And then it pans over to Jamie and he opens his eyes as well because he's all stressed out about teaching these men how to fight. They don't want to admit that they're stressed out to each other, but they are. And so that's what I really liked about how that scene ended. The episode Preston Pans actually has a lot of extended and deleted scenes in it. You can always tell a really good episode that had a lot of material by the amount of deleted and extended scenes it has in it. Just because everything was so good that the episode was brimming with material and they had to start trimming for time. And I felt like this first scene was a great example of that. It's just a little brief moment before Dougal goes to test the boggy ground between the two armies when it shows Dougal climbing on his horse and then when Angus and Rupert start talking about is he deserting and then Rupert's like yeah we're going to come on like they would literally follow Dougal into the abyss I really liked that angle of this, but also, you know, Rupert's trying to talk him out of it when he realizes what he's doing. He says, Dougal, you'll be shot to hell. And then Jamie comes up and says, hell or glory. I liked that angle. It also shows a little bit more of Jamie's motivations in getting Dougal to do these things so that we see that he realizes he's kind of doing Dougal a favor. So Dougal's going to owe him. It's like later in the episode, which is probably why this got cut, when Dougal says, I see what you're doing. You're championing me and exiling me at the same time. It's a move worthy of my brother Colin. That's probably why in the end this got cut, because we see a similar interaction between the two men later on in a more obvious light. But it's a good little piece nonetheless. 
So the next scene is called History Isn't to be Trusted. Ron Moore said that he cut this scene basically because he wanted the joke to land better on Claire listening to Jamie when he tells her to do something, which ha ha ha. I also felt like this scene kind of drug a little bit. It wasn't necessarily beat for beat a good scene to keep. It had a lot of good information. It had a good bit of Claire recalling what she heard the Reverend and Frank talking about as far as Preston Pan's being a, a solid victory for the Scots. It raises a lot of questions on whether history can be changed at all, whether Claire has already changed history by merely being present in the 1700s. It's a lot of questions that logically people would have if this were actually a thing. And so I liked the questions and answers that were being raised in this scene. However, I don't feel like it added anything to the episode. I did like how Jamie was saying, you're not doing my morale much good, Sassanac, when he was trying to get himself amped up because he's like, yeah, maybe we can change history. And she's like, eh, don't get too excited. So it was a solid interaction, but overall, when you're looking at the arc of this episode, I agree with why it was cut. I don't think that it was critical to the plot at all. Uh, it felt like fluff to me, which generally I don't mind a little bit of fluff, but this felt like a lot of fluff and it probably would have felt weird in the flow of things. The third deleted scene for Preston Pans was a scene called Chambers Empty. It's not really a deleted scene. It's more of an extended scene of when Jamie is having this dialogue back and forth with the red coat about being able to pee in the cup after Claire asks him to pee in it so she can see if there's any blood in his urine after she finds out he's been stepped on by the horse. Ron Moore says that they trimmed this because it kind of just felt like they were stacking joke on top of joke, which I get. I think that they could have kept a little bit more of it in there and still had it hit the same, but I do agree with the cut on it as well. I think that it was very concise. It was funny. I liked the bit where he says, well, I knew I had it with me when I went out. And the guy says, oh, it's a misfire then. I felt like that was clever. But as we start getting into the bits about, oh, chamber's empty, da 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 even the bit where he sees all the women like watching to see if they can catch a glimpse of his piece and he changes direction with the cup. I thought that that was funny even. So I feel like there was probably a couple of bits here and there that they could have kept in. I do agree that it felt a bit heavy handed by the end. So maybe it just didn't play right whenever they tried the different versions of it. I'm sure they tried like a million versions between this and the final cut. Overall, I felt like it was a solid way the way they had in the episode. And again, I don't feel like it changed the integrity of the scene. I feel like it added a bit of levity. So overall, I approve of this message. The final scene for the Preston Pants episode that was deleted was a scene called Dougal on the Battlefield. You know, whenever I first saw this, I was like, oh, it's probably this big fight scene. And that really sucks for Graham that he like trained and did all of this. And then he's probably sad that it got cut because he probably spent so much time prepping. And then literally all it is is Dougal biting this guy's ear off and spitting a mouthful of blood. And it's just gross. Like, we don't need to see that. So I agree. I don't think that we needed this. I felt like the whole battle of Preston Pans was so well shot. 
And the battle as a whole, the choreography was fantastic. The cinematography was amazing. And I think that including something like this would have just been over the top and kind of taken down the episode a notch. And it was such a fantastic episode. So I'm glad they made this decision to cut this gruesome piece. But if you want to see it, it's in the extended scenes on the Blu-ray. All right. I'm like rubbing my hands together, y'all, because it is time to talk about 213 Dragonfly and Amber. There were no deleted or extended scenes for Vengeance is Mine or Hail Mary. So we're going to skip right to all the good stuff with 213. And remember how I said you know an episode is good whenever you see a lot of extended scenes and deleted scenes because there was so much material that they just they had to cut somewhere. And Dragonfly and Amber was an extended episode on its own anyway. So to know that there are still like four or five extended slash deleted scenes that we need to talk about, it's like all the goodness. And to be honest, as I'm watching these, I don't think that I have ever seen a lot of these. So I'm really excited to talk about them. The first little blip is the alternate scene of the fight between Dougal and Jamie in this episode because they actually filmed an alternative where Claire did not help Jamie kill Dougal, which I know was a point of contention with Diana Gabaldon because Claire was not complicit in Jamie killing Dougal in the books, and it really rubbed her the wrong way that they had Claire participate in this. Because it's a big part of Claire, you know, the whole do-no-harm aspect of her personality, and for her to be complicit in something like this just didn't make sense for Diana. She really did not like that choice. And so I'm really shocked that they filmed it both ways. And despite Diana's protest, they decided to go with Claire helping Jamie. It really, I don't know if it sits right with me, but hey, it's there. I don't know that it changes that much, honestly, watching both versions. That was kind of an interesting one. I did not expect to see that on the alternate scenes, I guess. Very interesting to note. So the first deleted scene for 213 Dragonfly and Amber is a scene called We Will Win. It's a scene between Jamie and Prince Charlie and some of the Jacobite leaders. Ron Moore argues that this scene was cut because there were so many scenes already of the Jacobite High Command arguing and he felt like it was unnecessary to see it further. I don't agree with his choice in this and I'll tell you why. To me, this scene felt less like two men bickering at each other like we had seen previously between Lord George Murray and Quartermaster O'Sullivan. We know they don't get along. We have seen that. But this was more than just them arguing. This was the entire room full of men arguing about what they felt was best about the upcoming battle. And more than that, what this scene represents is Jamie realizing Charlie is just an utter fool and his foolishness is going to get them killed. I mean, he's known that, but Sam did such a good job in this scene and, and it saddens me that it was cut because it really was a phenomenal performance. The whole while that Charlie is talking about, we will fight and we will win, you know, like I have made my decision. Jamie's just standing in the background with his eyes closed, shaking his head like, I cannot believe after 
everything, all the effort, all the people we have lost, this is where we're at. And then it gives us some really good material to sink our teeth into at the end because as everybody goes back to arguing after Charlie speaks, Jamie approaches him and says, I told you in Paris that the clans cannot agree on the color of the sky. Well, I don't know what color the sky is now, but I can tell you we can all agree Collot and Moore will be running red with our blood by the end of the day. And that really felt like an in-your-face Jamie standing up to Charlie finally instead of kissing his ass. And I felt like that would have been a really good note to end on leading into Jamie and Claire separating and all of that jazz to where we go in 301. I don't agree with Ron on this decision because it did not feel like just another scene of these guys arguing. It felt like much more than that, in my opinion. The second scene is called Shall we go and find some history? Unlike the previous scene, this scene I completely agree with cutting because it just felt like a clunky bridging scene. Completely unnecessary. I felt like the final cut was way smoother, better transitions, better cinematography than including this scene as the transition. You know, the writing wasn't even that good, which I rarely say with a Tony Graffia script, but it really just felt very clunky to me. The only thing dialogue-wise that I actually really liked about this scene was when Claire says, oh, I think I'm just going to go poke around the village, you know, explore some places that were really important to me and Bree's father. Like, they think she's talking about Frank, but she's really talking about Jamie. It's Claire being cheeky there, but... Overall, I agreed with the choice to cut this scene. Can we just take a moment and talk about the gorgeous china cups, like the tea service? Oh my God. My little Victorian heart is so happy. They're just so pretty. I love teacups anyway. That's a sidebar. Not important. Anyway, on to the next scene, shall we? So the next scene is called Seasons Are Mere Suggestions, which I like that hint because being from Indiana, we often refer to the same thing that hang around long enough and you can see four seasons in one day. And I really feel like Scotland is kind of the same in that way. We constantly hear them alluding to these strange meteorological events happening in Scotland where it'll be sunny and then it'll go to raining and then it'll snow and by the end of the day it'll be sunny again. I do like the concept of this scene, but Ron is right. And he said, I just felt like people would have thought it was way too much snow. And it's very true. Like, I was like, oh, you're probably being dramatic. And then they showed this scene and it is like two feet of snow. It's a lot of snow. Yeah, I probably would have been distracted as well, especially given that in the very next scene, they're at the lake and there's no snow. Like there's snow up in the upper altitudes of the mountains off in the distance, but no snow on the ground near them. So yeah, I probably would have been distracted by that and he's right to cut it. I But they didn't really lose anything because all they did was they isolated the audio and they laid it over as a voiceover on them walking down to the lock, which I felt like was a very creative solution to that. They didn't lose anything. It's streamlined an already long episode. Overall, I really liked it. And I do think that cutting out the snow in the background with the car going down the road. Yeah, good call. So the final extended scene of this episode is called Tell Her I Love Her. It's Greg 
talking about Jillian and kind of how they met. They were both part of the White Roses of Scotland at one point, but then he tells Claire that Jillian really just became a fanatic about it, which is ironic because one of the deleted scenes earlier on in the season was talking about how Dougal was such a fanatic. So they were really just made for each other. It was a very interesting, good piece of character work. The actor that plays Greg is so good, and I'm sure he was just heartbroken to have this cut. But it wasn't cut entirely. It was just little pieces of it. The majority of the scene is still there intact. Just cut out a little bit of the fluff, so to speak, which, like I said, for an episode that is so long, it's completely understandable that they would cut out some of this smaller stuff that didn't really impact the rest of the scene. It just kind of gave some background information. And for that reason, I kind of agree with it being cut. It gave us more time to sit with Jamie and Claire in such an epic episode right before they get separated for 20 years, and it gave us time for Brienne and Roger to develop a relationship and stuff. So there wasn't really a lot that could be cut from this episode to make it pared down to time. So I guess if we had to cut something, this is where to cut it. But with all that being said, we have made it to the end of the season two deleted and extended scenes. Next week, we are going to chat about the extended version of the episode Faith, so make sure to stick around for that. But since it's been a while since we have had an Outlander podcast, um, there's been a lot going on. So the prequel Blood of My Blood, otherwise known as Bomb, is officially filming. They had to rearrange some stuff for the filming in Glasgow because of this inclement weather that they had. So that has been rescheduled for March, but they are still filming, particularly at Castle Leox set, which is Dune Castle, if you've never been there. So they've got that all dressed up. There's been lots of pictures going on and it looks so freaking cool. Another set of news is that Outlander season eight is supposed to start filming in March. So we've got that to look forward to. No news on a release date for 7B, but yes, do not forget that 7B is still coming. I have heard a lot of people that have complained about not getting season eight for a long time. Well, let's not forget we have eight episodes left in season seven. I know it's getting frustrating. Believe me, I am right there with you guys. I don't understand why we don't at least have a release date yet. So I'm holding out for Valentine's Day. I'm hoping that we're going to get an announcement soon. I know there's been a lot going on with Lionsgate and stars and all of that, like lots of internal separation and merging going on. So there's rumor that that's why they haven't announced anything yet, because the UK does not have a home for Outlander as of now, like stars does not have a streaming platform there. So that could be part of the reason that we are not seeing a release date yet, because they don't have all the details hammered out. The UK is a huge audience base for Outlander, so it's natural that they would want to have all the details set in stone before they move forward with a release date. So there is that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am really starting to get impatient. It's been a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Honestly, I thought that we would probably be getting 7B sometime in February, and that is not looking realistic right now. I thought we would have 7B as like a Valentine's Day release state. And unfortunately, that does not appear to be the case. So hopefully instead, we will get a release date announcement for 7B on Valentine's Day. It's only a couple of weeks away. So fingers crossed for that. 
In the meantime, speaking of other things that we have had the chance to sink our teeth into, we do have the episode titles for the last eight episodes of season seven. So we've got 709, which is going to be Unfinished Business, 710, which is Brotherly Love, 711, A Hundred Weight of Stones, 712, Carnal Knowledge, 713, The Raven and the Dove, 714, You Didn't Get Used to It, 715, Written in My Own Heart's Blood, and 716, A Hundred Thousand Angels. So lots to interpret in those titles. I'm going to have a whole other episode when we get closer to 7B where I try to break down the episode titles, hopefully talk about some advertising that we're getting like the potential new credits for 7B. I don't know if we're getting that. That's just an assumption. I'm hoping we'll get teaser trailers and regular trailers for 7B since it's so far apart. It might as well be two seasons. So hopefully they treat the marketing like two seasons as well. So I suppose we'll see. We are getting things trickling in a little bit as far as like casting announcements here and there, but I'm actually pretty shocked that we have not got any casting announcements for Blood of My Blood yet because they're already filming and you would think that they wouldn't want spoilers. And at this point with Outlander, they had been very transparent and had given casting announcements for the lead roles. So it's just super odd. Like there's so much about this that doesn't sit well with me, but overall, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to have to live with it. Uh, Luckily, we have each other to vent to. You can be assured that anytime we have any new information, you can always join my group, TSF Snacks, and we will make sure to talk about it there. Additionally, if you're looking for something to fill your Droughtlander with, I am putting together two new Droughtlander book clubs on The Amber Brooch by Katherine Lowry Logan. You can catch all my previous book clubs as podcasts. Just scroll back through previous episodes and you'll be able to find them there and catch up. So this is the eighth book in Katherine Lowry Logan's The Celtic Brooch series. I love these books. They're time travel romance and they're great characters, great settings, quick, fun reads. I really enjoy covering them during Droughtlander. I think that you'll find them easy reads if you have not already jumped into this series. She's getting ready to release the next book in the series within the next month or so, which I'm super stoked about. So the Amber Brooch, we're going to break that down into two different book clubs. Like I said, it's going to be March 9th and March 16th on my group TSF Snacks. You have to be a member to view the book club. All you have to do is go in, join, answer all three admission questions and agree to follow the rules. And you can watch the live with everybody else. It's an interactive experience. I break down the characters, the plot choices, writing, all of that. It's a good time. Catherine usually pops in to say hello and answer questions. So if you want to have some good interaction and a new book to read while you're waiting for the next few episodes of Outlander to be released, come and join us. In the meantime, I am going to sign off for the day. Make sure to join me next week for the extended faith episode breakdown where we're going to talk about all the stuff that got cut from the show version and how that affects the overall arc of the episode in general. So can't wait to discuss that with you next week. Until then, you guys stay safe out there and I'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye.